Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let's just take some time in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, to worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for bringing us into your presence, O oh God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tell the Lord to once more wash you, cleanse you with, your pre- with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, wash us, cleanse us with your precious blood. Make us worthy to stand in your presence, O oh Lord. Let the lifting up of our hands be as evening sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Spirit of the living God, I pray that you will once more fall upon us in a special way, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you for giving us another day, another Lord's day. To be in your presence, oh Father, we praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our voices and worship him. Hallelujah. Blessed be the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. The Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. We worship you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. We glorify you. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him with everything that is within you. Hallelujah. We worship you. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. Hallelujah. Lord of life, we worship you. Lord of life, we worship you. Hallelujah. Lord of life, we worship you. Hallelujah. We worship you, praise you, hallelujah. Praise him, praise him, hallelujah. We praise you, oh, we worship you, our King, our God, our Jesus, our everything, hallelujah. Praise you, hallelujah. There's healing in your presence. There's deliverance in your presence. Hallelujah. Our mighty bondage breaker. We welcome you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Holy Spirit. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Hallelujah. Oh, praise him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus, our Emmanuel, our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace, we praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Hallelujah. Let the words of my mouth and the thoughts of my heart be acceptable in 
Give 
That is here, hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you, hallelujah. We worship you, hallelujah. Give him the glory, hallelujah. Lord God of life, we worship you, hallelujah. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, hallelujah. Whatever sickness you may have, whatever disorder you may have, whatever problem you may have, oh, it's nothing before the Lord Jesus Christ. When the Lord of life comes and stands there, death has no, death has no room, hallelujah. Death cannot stand, hallelujah. When light comes and darkness flees, oh, when the healing power of the Lord Jesus Christ enters into a place, oh, sickness leaves, hallelujah. Sickness must leave, hallelujah. And it leaves, hallelujah. All those who had faith, all those who touched him, all of them were healed, hallelujah. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, hallelujah. I shall be healed at the sound of your voice. I shall be healed at the sound of your voice. I shall be healed at the sound of your voice, at the sound of your voice, at the sound of your voice. Hallelujah. I shall be healed. Hallelujah. I shall be healed at the sound of your voice. I shall be healed at the sound of your voice. I shall be, oh Jesus, Jesus. 
Your blood saves. Your blood. Heals. 
blood believe with all their heart and sing your blood saves your blood heals your blood sanctifies me Jesus your blood frees me from all sin your blood is all I need one more time your blood your blood Your blood heals, your blood sanctifies me. Jesus, your blood frees me from all sin. Your blood is so
to the people of Israel for the people of Israel to do. Hallelujah. In your healing, your part is very important. Hallelujah. God told Moses, his servant, to tell the children of Israel to take the blood of the lamb and put it on the doorpost. You can only do it if you have faith. The children of Israel, having seen all the miracles that God performed through Moses, believed what God spoke through Moses and they did what Moses commanded them to do. When they were putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, when they were applying that there, they didn't see anything happening. They had to believe the word of the Lord through Moses and they had to apply the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And they had to eat bitter herbs. They had to do what God told them to do. They had to do it in faith. And they had to go to sleep. The angel of death passed by. After they believed and did what God had told them to do, and when they rested, in knowing that, that they were saved, that the blood was going to bring them the deliverance, that they had obeyed the voice of the Lord, that their obedience in what God had said through his word, through Moses, was not only going to preserve them, but was going to deliver them. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus that is better than, more potent than the blood of the Lamb that the children of Israel sacrificed has the power not only to save you from death, from the angel of death, but it has the power to deliver you from the hands of Pharaoh. Hallelujah. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. 
You may be thinking, oh Lord, I just want to live. Or I just want some healing. Or I just want this, I just want that. God has something more in store for you. God is looking for your cooperation, which is believe in the word of the Lord. Believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that his word says, hallelujah, that his blood has the power to save, to heal, and to deliver. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God comes to confirm his word through signs and wonders. Hallelujah. And God is here to confirm his word through signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Who is there? Who is the person who would believe in the word of God? 100%. Hallelujah. Believe in the blood of Jesus 100%. That the blood of Jesus is enough. Hallelujah. What Jesus did on the cross of Calvary is enough. Hallelujah. That his body that was broken is enough. Hallelujah. Not trusting in doctors. Not trusting in medicine. Not trusting in people. But trusting in the living God and in the living God alone. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It saves us from death. It saves us from death. Hallelujah. It saves us from death. Hallelujah. It saves us from the second death. Hallelujah. It saves us from the eternal death. Hallelujah. It also saves us from every form of sickness. Hallelujah. For sickness is a form of death. Hallelujah. When you don't treat sickness, it can lead you to death. Sickness is a form of death. Hallelujah. The blood of the ultimate lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah. The sinless lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, is so potent that it saves us from death, hallelujah. Every form of death, hallelujah. He who believes in him has passed from death to life, hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. Your blood saves. Your blood heals. Your blood sanctifies me. Jesus, your blood frees me from all sins. Your blood is all I need. Your blood saves. Your blood heals. Your blood sanctifies me all. Jesus, your blood frees me from all sins.
Egypt. And God's word said, there was not people among them. Hallelujah. No one was people. Because the Lord God, the healer, who brought them out of Egypt, kept them with good health and strength. Hallelujah. He provided for them materially. Their clothes never got old. Their sandals never got old. Only God can do that. Hallelujah. The way they left Egypt with all the things they had, everything was intact for all those who believed in Him. Hallelujah. This is not a fairy tale. This is not a story. Oh, this really happened. Hallelujah. And this can happen in your life if you choose to believe Him. If you would choose to believe in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you would see greater things than what the children of Israel saw with the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. Hallelujah. For the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is better than the blood of the Lamb that was on the doorpost. Hallelujah. If the children of Israel can see such a big miracle and many miracles, oh, by obeying the word of the Lord, by believing in what the servant of the Lord Moses said, how much more, how much more we who are living in the new covenant, hallelujah, having the blood of Jesus Christ, the ultimate sacrifice. And he said, I paid it all, hallelujah. It is finished. It is finished, hallelujah. It is finished, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, he bruised the head of the serpent. Jesus bruised the head of the serpent on the cross. Jesus bruised the head of the serpent, yes. Jesus bruised the head of the serpent on the cross. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ, yes. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Believe it with all your heart. Believe it with all your heart. There's power in the blood of Jesus Christ, yes. Oh, His word says it. There's healing in the wounds of Jesus Christ. I believe His word. I believe His word. Yes. I believe. I believe. There's healing, there's healing in the womb of Jesus Christ. I believe, I believe, I believe, yes. There's healing in the womb of Jesus Christ. Jesus is asking you, do you want to be set free? Do you want to be made whole? Yes. Cover me, Jesus. Jesus, cover me. Cover me, Lord. Yes. Cover me with the blood of Jesus Christ, yeah. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe, I believe, yeah. 
They heard the good news that they were delivered. Hallelujah. It's not that they heard that they were delivered and then believed. No. Hallelujah. They believe that if you would do what God says and believe upon His word, based on your faith, you will experience the deliverance. Based on that, God will fulfill what He has spoken. If you want to inherit it, you must enter into the blood of the Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no sickness, no disease, no poverty, no disaster. No oppression, no depression, no possession that can survive in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It cannot survive in the blood of Jesus. Oh yes, in Egypt it will. But outside Egypt, no. Hallelujah. In the blood, no. Hallelujah. When the children of Israel left, they had the pillar of fire before them. They had the pillar of cloud behind them. They had the pillar of fire and the pillar of crowd. Hallelujah. And God the Father bore them on eagle's wings. Hallelujah. He bore them on his own shoulder. Hallelujah. Oh, Pharaoh couldn't touch them. They were placed beyond the reach of the enemy. Hallelujah. To those who desire to leave Egypt. You must desire to leave Egypt first. If you would desire to leave Egypt, then God says, do what I'm telling you to do. When you do what I'm telling you to do, then you're going to experience the freedom that I said that you would receive. Hallelujah. But until you believe and do what I'm telling you to do, you're not going to see. Hallelujah. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. His word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Oh, we thank you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He bruised the head of the serpent. Jesus bruised the head of the serpent. Hallelujah. Jesus bruised the head of the serpent. Hallelujah. On the cross, on the cross, and he rose again. Hallelujah. He sits at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. Oh, to bring our enemies under our feet. Hallelujah. To those who would believe in him. He gives them the power to overcome sin and sickness. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Praise you. Jesus spoke to his disciples. And he gave them power over all the powers of darkness. And he said, go. Now go preach the kingdom of heaven to the people and go heal the sick the disciples didn't say Lord why don't you go with us and maybe you can start this and once we see something happening then we will do what we are commanded to do because it would be so embarrassing if I just go because you told me to go and if no one gets healed because we know you're the Messiah and we are not if they would have said, they wouldn't have seen anything. Hallelujah. Has God said, By your death I gain life. By your stripes I am here. You took my place on Calvary. 
and he paid the penalty on the cross of me, Jesus. Lord, he set me free from the powers of darkness. Thank you, Lord. By your death again, life, by your stripes I am healed. You took my place on Calvary, and you paid the penalty on the cross of me, Jesus. Lord, you set me free from the powers of my place on Calvary, and you paid the penalty on the cross of me. Lord, you set me free from the powers of darkness. Worship him, worship him, worship him. I believe by your death again, I believe I believe you took my place on Calvary. Yes, I believe, and you paid the penalty. Oh, I believe on the cross of me, Jesus. I believe, Lord, you set me. Oh, yeah, from the powers of darkness. By your death, I came. On Calvary, and he paid the penalty on the cross of me, Jesus. Lord, you set me free from the power. One more time, darkness, you set me free. You set me free. You want us, you set me free by your death again, life by your stripes. On Calvary, and you paid the penalty on the cross of me, Jesus. Lord, you set me free from the powers of darkness. You set me free from the powers of darkness. You set me free, Jesus, from the powers of darkness. For my sicknesses, for my sins, to live an overcoming life, overcoming life is for spirit, soul, body, and mind. Hallelujah. For our sins and for our sicknesses. Jesus died and he said it is done. It is in the cross. It is in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. 
It is our choice. If we want to stay in Egypt, we can stay in Egypt. If we want to live a life of freedom, that Jesus has already purchased on the cross of Calvary. Hallelujah. Then we can. We can. We can. Hallelujah. In Him we live and we move and have our being. Hallelujah. In Christ. Hallelujah. In Christ we live. In Christ we move. In Christ we have our being. Hallelujah. 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 He brings the wandering days to an end. Praise Him. He gives a meat in due season. Praise Him. Praise Him. He feeds us with the finest of wheat. Praise Him. He gives us beauty for ashes and crowns us with joy. Praise Him. He brings a wandering days to an end. Praise Him. He gives some meat in due season. Praise Him. Praise Him. He feeds us with the finest stuff we praise Him. And gives us beauty for ashes and crowns us. Yes, yes. He brings the wandering days to an end. Praise Him. He gives some meat in due season. Praise Him. Praise Him. He feeds us with the finest stuff we praise Him. He brings us beauty for ashes and conduct with one more time. He brings a wandering day to an end. Praise Him. He gives a meat in due season. Praise Him. Praise Him. He gives us with the finest stuff we praise Him. He gives us beauty for ashes and conduct with one more time. He brings a wandering taste to an end. Praise Him. He gives us meat in due season. Praise Him. Praise Him. He feeds us with the finest of wheat. Praise Him. He gives us beauty for ashes and hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. 
Hallelujah. If you follow the way, the truth, and the life, then there must be truth in your life as well. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lying lips are an abomination to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Everything God says, it's important for us to believe and obey. If you really believe, we will obey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The children of Israel did what? God told them through Moses, the servant of God. The Egyptians didn't do it. And they had their firstborn dead in their homes. The children of Israel did everything they were told by Moses to do. Hallelujah. It was just a matter of time. While the children of Israel were obeying, the Egyptians were doing their own thing because God was not their God. If God is your God, then you must serve Him. If the Lord is your God, then He must be your Lord. That means you must serve Him. Serving Him means doing everything that God commands you to do. Hallelujah. They had to eat bitter herbs. They were prescribed a specific diet. Only then they were able to leave Egypt. Hallelujah. They didn't say, oh Moses, we don't like this. These are bitter. What are you telling me to do? I'm not going to do it. Well, they would have stayed in Egypt mourning for the death of their firstborn if they would have done that. But the children of Israel had enough sense to understand this is God speaking through Moses after seeing nine plagues upon the children of Egypt. They said, we will obey. Presumptuous heart, a rebellious heart, unfaithful heart, deceptive, deceitful heart will bring every excuse in the book as to why one cannot obey the word of God and justify disobedience as it's okay to disobey because I am under the new covenant. God is speaking to your heart. There are many who claim that they are under the new covenant who lived a disobedient, rebellious life who are not in the kingdom of God today. Don't be swept away by the deceptive, evil lie of the enemy. Hallelujah. He who says that he abides in him must walk as he walked. Your standard is Jesus Christ, not your husband, not your wife. Not your son, not your daughter, not your mother-in-law, not your father-in-law. Hallelujah. Make sure you have shepherds who are walking as how Jesus walked so that they can follow. They can follow Christ and you can follow them as they follow Christ. Because your shepherd determines what food you get. Your shepherd determines what water you get. Hallelujah. If God provides for your shepherd, then you won't be poisoned in your food. There are many people who are dying slowly because they're eating poison. They say, I like it. All I get is french fries every day. 
with some cyanide in it. All I get is hamburgers every day with some rat poison in it. But who cares? It's only a small percentage of poison. You will die before you know. Any kind of poison is lethal for your soul. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God is speaking to you at this hour. These are not my words. God bears witness to every word that the Spirit of the Lord is speaking from the pulpit. Where you go will determine where your destination is going to be. Who you are following will determine where your destination is going to be. Thank you, Jesus. The word of God must be esteemed. Those who esteem the word of God will keep the word of God, will eat the word of God, will breathe the word of God, will live the word of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Half-hearted worship is no worship to God. Hallelujah. God is looking for faithful followers. God is looking for people with integrity in their hearts. Bottom of your heart. Do you have integrity at the bottom of your heart? Do you have integrity? Ask yourself this question. Do I have integrity at the bottom of my heart? Not at the surface level. At the bottom of my heart, do I have integrity? Thank you, Jesus. God is looking for people who are faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Whatever God tells you to do, when you do it wholeheartedly and thoroughly, it shows that you really fear Him. It shows that you really follow Him. It shows that you really have regard for Him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Only those people who truly obey Him wholeheartedly are those who are really walking by faith. We are justified by faith. We walk by faith. Those who are truly justified by faith must continue to walk by faith. The Spirit of the Lord has recorded this in the New Testament. Not all those who came out of Egypt not all those who, yes, had faith to apply the blood of the Lamb on the doorpost. Not all those who came through the Red Sea entered into the promised land. Having faith to believe is not enough when that faith is short-lived. Your faith should sustain you till the day you reach your destination. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. We walk by faith and not by sight. The just shall live by faith. If you're truly justified by Jesus, you will truly live by faith. If you truly have the faith to be justified by Jesus, you will truly have the faith to continue to live in Christ. To walk just as He walked. 
I want to emphasize that this morning. To walk just as how Jesus walks. Pure and holy. Blameless and upright. That's how my Savior walked. That is his path. His path is not a path of sin. His path is not a path of wickedness. His path is not a path of disease and depression and death. His path is a path of life for he is called the Lord of resurrection and life. Hallelujah. In his path there is holiness. In his path there is joy. In his path there is peace. In his path there is life. In his path there is always victory. Hallelujah. Ask yourself this question, where am I? Where am I this morning? Am I in the path of the Lord? Am I living a victorious life? Do I have the attitude of Christ? Do I have the mind of Christ? Am I making choices like how Jesus would make choices? Is he living in me? If he's living in me, to what extent is he occupying my life, my area of my surrender? Depends on who is the king of my life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. No man. You cannot pass through the gates of heaven. You cannot enter into the presence of God right here on earth without holiness. Hallelujah. Just because you are forever, I will praise you. Just because you were, I will glorify your name. Oh, just because you were, I lay my life before you. Jesus, I adore you. Just because you are, just because you are, forever I will praise you. Just because you are, I will glorify your name. Oh, just because you are, I lay my life before you. Because you are Sing it together one more time Just because you are Forever I will praise you Just because you were I will glorify your name Just because you are I lay my life before you Jesus, I adore you. Jesus, I adore you. Just 
Justified by the Lord Jesus Christ, who had the seed of Christ in them, will walk as how He walked. Hallelujah! They will walk as how He walked. Hallelujah! They will walk as how He walked. Hallelujah! For them, the cross of Christ will be so real. The healing that Christ has for them on the cross is so real. Any time the enemy tries to attack them, the Lord says, "Oh, I am the Lord who heals you." Hallelujah! And they hold on to the word, and the weapons of the enemy is diffused by the power of the word of God. Once they believe and live in that word, stay in that word. Hallelujah! Praise you! Tell the Lord that this is our Lord. I want to stay in that word, and I'm choosing to stay in the word. Don't tell the Lord, Lord. I will try, or I will try to do. God is not looking for people who would try. God is looking for people who would really do it. Hallelujah! You need to have the commitment and the integrity to say, "Lord, I will do it." This is what I want. Jesus is what I want. Eternal life is what I want. Everything Christ has to offer is what I want. And I'm parting with everything that Christ hates. Jesus hates sin. Jesus hates sin. Jesus hates wickedness. God does not like unforgiveness. God says, if you have any unforgiveness in your heart, 
I won't even want to see your gift. Leave your gift at the altar. Go and reconcile to Jesus. That's how much God hates bitterness. That's how much God hates sin. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. If you have any bitterness in your heart, don't let it stay. For the root of bitterness is cruel. It will produce death. Hallelujah. The fruit of the Spirit is not bitterness. The fruit of the Spirit is not immorality. If you are a good tree, the fruit should be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. What kind of a tree are you? What is the fruit that is coming out of you? God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. What kind of a fruit? What kind of a fruit? Hallelujah. If the tree has any disease, the the spirit of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is here to heal that tree of any disease. But you must be sincere. You must have integrity to come to the Lord and tell the Lord, I have a spiritual disease. I have a problem. You are the solution to my problem. So I'm going to take the medicine that you're giving me, which is your word. And I'm going to do what the word says. That's what taking the medicine means. Is to do what the word says. Be a doer of your word. Not a hearer only. As some people deceive themselves. Thinking the more they hear, they have the word. No, they don't. But the birds of the air come and snatch the word away. Only the doers of the word are those who will eat fruit. Only the doers of the word are those who will bring forth much fruit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Joseph had to interpret the dream that the prisoners had when he was in prison. He said the dream the baker had. The bread was there, I was carrying it. But I was carrying it on top of my head. And the birds of the air, they landed on it and they were eating it. What was the result? The result was death. If you let the word of God be taken away from you, what is the point in you even receiving it? God is speaking to your hearts today. The word of God is a treasure. The presence of God is a treasure. Don't be careless. Don't be a casual Christian. Don't be a careless Christian. Hallelujah. You want to go to the palace? You want to be someone who is diligent? You want to have a share in the kingdom of God? You need to be diligent. You need to preserve the word. Hallelujah. Hide the word of God in your heart. Meditate on it day and night. And then you shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. 
bringing forth your fruit in your season. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be a doer of the word, doer of the word, doer of the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. As we meditate on the blood of Jesus, meditating on the blood of Jesus is only possible for those who believe in the sacrifice of Jesus. Those who believe that His blood is enough to overcome any sin, any sickness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith like a mustard seed is all I need to move a mountain. Faith is all I need.
Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to our hearts at this hour. I pray that the word that you have deposited into our hearts may stay in our hearts. Let it not be on top of our heads. But let it go straight into our spirits, O oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Let no one be like the baker who was careless because he was careless. His life was taken away. And a person who was careful was taken into the palace. Very similar to five wise virgins. Very similar to five wise virgins. Very similar to five foolish virgins. The comparison is very strong. In the old and in the new. Hallelujah. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Of your calling and of your election. Hallelujah. Many are called. Only few are chosen. Not because God says, I'm only going to choose a few now. Because those who are called were not worthy. Hallelujah. God chose the ones who are worthy among the ones who were called. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to our hearts. I pray as we continue to tarry in your presence that you will continue to minister to our hearts, O oh Lord. Where would we be without you? We thank you, Lord, because you are here. You are so real. You have spoken to us. Your presence is so real in an overwhelming manner. And we thank you, Lord, for watching over us, for instructing us the way we should go. Hallelujah. You said, I will teach you. I will instruct you in the way that you should go. And you never fail us, Lord. You're such a faithful, faithful God. Be true to your word. You will instruct us in the way we should go. And thank you for your instruction that came today. Our healing rests in the instruction of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We believe in you, Lord. We believe in your word. And we will show by our action that we really believe in you, that we are true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Among the wheat and not among the tares. Among the wheat and not among the chaff. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Make sure your faith is genuine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, continue to minister to our hearts. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Praise the Lord. Welcome everyone in the precious name of Jesus. Before I make the announcement, we have first-time visitors among us, a couple of them. One is Ryanin. She's at the back. Shall we welcome her? We welcome you. God bless you abundantly. 
Then we have another guest that I didn't get to introduce myself nor get to know her, but she's here. We welcome you too. God bless you abundantly. Praise God. Moving to announcement. Uh, this week we have the family Bible study on Tuesday evening at 7 on Ring Central. And then um, Thursday in the evening at 5.30 we have the life training school. And uh, Saturday it will be the mother's meeting. Uh, in the morning at 8, and then afterwards it's the kids' meeting. Uh, the schedule will be posted on WhatsApp. And then we have the morning calls Monday through Saturday as usual at 5.45 in the morning. So uh, praise God for all these meetings that we have this week. And now this is the time to give to them. Shall we all stand together to give to the Lord?
Thank you for giving us healing and strength. Thank you that you've given us a hope and a future. Lord, we need you to accept our tithes and offerings. We need you to accept our lives. Lord, you don't just take anything and everything. As we heard in the message already for the worship, you want us, Lord, to come to you with sincerity. You want us to be people of your word. Hear your word and do it. You commanded us, Lord. Go. You are in control. We believe that. Our whole lives, you're the provider. You're the protector. You're the defender. You're the one who loves us. Everlasting, everlasting. Father, bless your people, all of us, Lord. We hear the word. Praise the Lord. We're going to go into God's word. Just close our eyes and look to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for bringing us into your presence, for ministering to our hearts. As we continue to stay in your presence and hear your voice, O Holy Spirit, I pray may we understand what you are going to tell us, Lord. Give us listening ears, Father. I come against all the forces of darkness and every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people. I bind them in Jesus' name. Take victory in Jesus' name. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will plow through the hearts of your people, Lord. Plow through the hearts of your people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Break every fallow ground in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you will unveil the eyes of the understanding of your people, Lord. That every form of godliness be removed, be put away. In true godliness be replaced the form of godliness. And I pray may truth be found in the inward parts of your people. May your truth replace every lie of the enemy. I pray that you will visit us, Lord, even more as we sit and hear. Your voice, O oh Lord, we thank you. I will sit at your feet, O oh Lord. I will wait for you to speak, O oh Lord. I will hear your words of life, O oh Lord of heaven. What a meeting it is to meet with the King. I will sit at your feet, O oh Lord. I will wait for you to speak, O oh Lord. I will listen to your word, O oh Lord of heaven. When I meet with the King, oh, what a meeting it is. Lord, thank you for giving us a sign to meet with the King. And I know that the king is here. Without a shadow of a doubt, I know that the king is here. And I thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. According to your word, you are here in our midst, O oh Jesus. And we praise you, Father. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you will. Lord, visit us in a substantial manner today in the name of Jesus. As we hear your word, O oh Lord, I pray. Take this word, O oh Lord, deep into our spirits in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let not a single person leave the way they came. Father, I know you've already spoken so much. And I pray, whatever you want to do, even more, Father, I pray. Let the surgery of the Almighty God be complete and let healing begin this day in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. And I come against all the forces of darkness, every demonic spirit that is warring against the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people, every evil spirit that is trying to snatch the word of God in the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people, every spirit of carelessness, every spirit of sarcasm, every demonic spirit that is trying to distract the minds of your people as your servant standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God, I render those unclean spirits powerless at the foot of the cross in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I speak your total freedom to every heart, every mind, every hand be unbound right now in Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every year, become sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Lord, every cloudiness of the eyes, Lord, in the name of Jesus, be removed right now in Jesus' name. Mental clarity, spiritual clarity, emotional clarity, in the name of Jesus, clarity in the thinking, be given right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. To receive what God has, in the name of Jesus, open the spirits of your people right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word. Not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord just gave me the word. It's going to be scriptures here and there from Genesis chapter 2. So we're going to go as the Lord would lead, we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. Genesis chapter 2, from verse 15 onwards. Then the Lord, God, took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. Then the Lord, God, took the man put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. What did God do here? God made man in his own image. You can read the rest of the scriptures before and after. But we're going to focus on certain scriptures that the Spirit of the Lord has for us to hear. God made man in his image and God took him and put him in the garden. The previous verses would actually talk about the garden. You can read those. The Garden of Eden is a garden created by God, God, the most beautiful garden that ever existed on the face of the earth. If you look at any scenery, if you look at even Niagara Falls, if you look at you know, whatever beautiful garden you may find, it cannot come close to the Garden of Eden. God made a perfect garden and he made a perfect man and he put that perfect man in that perfect garden because God is the God of perfection. So when he put him in there, 
He just didn't tell him, okay, sit over here and just, you know, wander all over and sit down. No. God is a God of purpose. Write this down. God is a God of purpose. He's a God of a definite purpose. He will never let you sit in one place and say, okay, sit down, be bored and have nothing to do. No. He always has a call. When he brings the call, he brings a job with the call. He took the man, he called him man, and according to the capacity of a man, he is giving him a job to do in a location where he can work. He didn't have to aimlessly walk all over to just find out where he can get something and try to occupy himself. God occupied him with the things of God. When God calls us into his family, puts us in his garden, he gives us something from God to occupy us in the garden of the Lord. God calls us, he gives us something to occupy us in the garden of the Lord. Now, when God did this, when God gave Adam this, he gave such a beautiful job, he gave such a beautiful garden, and everything that Adam would want he had at this point. Along with that, God gave a very specific command. Write this down. Every blessing will come with a command. Every blessing, yes, even Canaan came with a command. Even salvation comes with a command. Whosoever believes in him, whosoever will receive him, all those who received him, everything comes with a command. What you would do and what God would do. Salvation is not one-sided contract. Healing can never come from one-sided contract. There's something that God has done already and he says, look, I have done this. Now, you have to do something about this. So God made this garden. God made this man. God put the man there and he says, I've given you this beautiful garden and I've given you a beautiful mind. I've made everything in perfection. And he says, you can be here and you can work. Every human being desires to work, do something that's normal. If you don't want to work and don't like to work, there's something abnormal going on. God put that desire to work and gave him a job to do. When the job was given to him, God also told him, you have to be careful. It's like you get a car. When you get the license, you need to go for your was a defensive driving, right? And you need to go for another course before that. And when you get your license, you make sure that you keep your eyes on the road, follow all the directions, and make, make sure that you stay alive while you have your nice car. If you say that I got the car, I'm so happy, I have the car. Now I can do whatever I wanna do with the car. And you can just put the blinkers on and you, you know, turn the wipers on and you just hit the gas pedal, you know, 100 miles an hour. And you just say, I'm going to enjoy what's going to happen. It'll be a disaster. God gave him a gift. With that gift came the warning. The warning is for us to know how to use the gift properly. Every time God gives a warning, it's a warning to keep us safe. Write this down. Every command of the Lord, every law that God has given, every thou shalt not do is for my safety. If the car manual says, you shall only pour gasoline in the tank and not water. At that point will someone say, this is so mean. Narrow-minded manufacturer. 
He's selling that I should only pour gasoline in here. Why can't I put water? Maybe he wants me to buy his oil. You see? That's a abnormal mind. But you know what? We know how to obey those. Rules. Those are rules. We know how to go to the gas station, put the car in, get the gas that we need for the car, sit down and drive. You know why? You know that if you pour water in it, your car is not going to run. Consequences. We have faith in the instructions that are given by the people of the world. You know what? We don't question. But when it comes to God, you have 101 questions that we ask. Why should I do this? Why does God want me to do? Why should I obey this? Why can I do this? Why can't you do this? Is a question that you have to ask. Why can't you pour water in that gasoline tap? Why not? Why don't you do that? Well, why do you have to eat food? Why do you have to even cook? Why can't you just go outside and pick some sticks from the floor and eat? Try eating and seeing how it'll feel in your mouth. Try taking some gravel and put it in your mouth and say, this is easier for me. Why should I eat food? I don't want to eat food. I want to eat this. That's an abnormal mind. But you know what? We know what to do. We know what to do. We know what to do when it comes to things of the world. But when it comes to things of God, so many questions. Why did he say don't do this? Why did he say do this? Why should I? Maybe this is not right. Oh, you know what? Put them all under old covenant. I'm under the new covenant. You see, I don't have to do anything. We have to understand. If the old bridge, Tappansy Bridge is closed and the new bridge has been opened, does it mean because it's the old Tappansy Bridge that required me to follow the speed limit and stay in my lane? But new Tappansy Bridge is a new bridge. So I can one lane and I can go two, three lanes and just go. No. Just because I'm in the new bridge doesn't mean that. The old manual that I had to pass my learner's permit and the rules become non-existent. We have to understand every rule that God has placed is for my good. It is to protect me. It hinges on faith in God. If I believe that he is good, if I believe that he gave it to me, if I believe that he gave it to me for a purpose, he, if I believe that he is good and he gave it to me so that I can be protected, then there's no room for question as to, why should I do this? Why can't I be without doing this? What we don't do with the things of this world, we shouldn't attempt doing it with spiritual matters. May God help us. How many of us are able to go to the store in New York without your mask on? How many of you can really go in? Just go in and come out and go in and come out. Who cares? Who is the governor of New York, by the way? How many of you can do that? How many of you can say, who is the manager of Coles? I don't care. Who is the manager of Macy's? I can just go in. No one can stop. By the way, who is that cop? I don't care. Anybody? No. You know what? Everybody out there, they all know how to put this on and go. They all know how to obey. When it comes to things in the world, they know how to obey. But when it comes to things of God, oh, that's legalism. Go to court and try that and say, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in the natural realm. And how dare we think it works in the supernatural realm. Deceive ourselves many times thinking that, oh, I can just go. 
do whatever I want, live however I want, do whatever I think. No. We have a book. We have a rule book which is good for our souls. The Bible says, the law of the Lord maketh one wise. It it maketh even the simple wise. That's how powerful it is. When we understand the purpose, okay, the reason why we are told to wear the mask is because X, Y, and Z. People agree, people don't agree, doesn't matter. But you know what? Everyone knows how to obey. When it comes to things of God, faith is important. Faith in the Almighty God. Did he tell us to do something? Did he? Did it come from a person who is bigger than the governor of New York? Is he bigger than the Supreme Court judge? Is he in power or not? Is a question that we have to answer. God took Adam, the creator God who made him, fashioned him in his image. He put him, you know what? He who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. What is he doing? He's working. Day and night, who's working? God is working. When we are made in the image of God, what are we supposed to do? Work. Be intentional. Purposeful. And as God is working, He said, man, I'm putting you here so that you can work. You know what work does? It gives you a sense of satisfaction that you did something. And when God places you somewhere and He tells you, do this, it gives you the ultimate satisfaction that you did what God told you to do. And your boss is not a human being. The ultimate boss. God placed Adam there. When he placed him there, now he's telling, follow the rules. And the rules are, the rules are, X, Y, and Z. When God gives a rule, or a man gives a rule, we must have faith in that rule, right? If I don't have faith in the rule, I'm going to break the rule. If your job gives you 30 minute lunch time, and you go when you say that I'm going to go and I'm going to sleep, During my lunchtime, I'm going to sleep and I'm going to sleep for two hours and I get up and come. What's going to happen? I'm going to say that my boss is a very mean boss. I just took two hours and he's being mean. He's not being understanding of me. I'm just a human being and I had to sleep and I slept and I slept for two hours now. He's actually writing me up. No, your boss is doing your job. At work, if 30 minutes have been given, you keep only 30 minutes for your lunch hour. Guess what? We know how to do that. We never come and tell them, I don't like rules. I'm not bound by any rule. No. But when it comes to things of God, we just want to be wild. God has brought us into his fold. We are not wild animals. We are the sheep of God who needs the good shepherd. And he leads us and we follow him. God took Adam and he put him in the garden. He gave him a job to do. When you go for a job, usually they have an orientation. They tell you your dress code, they tell you what you should do, what you should not do. What is your job description? All those things are there. You cannot be doing what you want to do. I like washing windows. You cannot do that. Everything has been given. God, the best boss, employer, took Adam, gave him a job, solid job, a good job. A job that he would really enjoy. And now he's telling him, look, I'm doing my orientation for you. I'm going to tell you what is acceptable, what is not acceptable. Who's the boss here? God. Let's see what he told Adam. Let's go to the next verse. 
And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Now, someone can say, Well, if God knew that this tree will cause death, why will he put the tree in the garden of Eden? Put it in a place where man can see. Why did he even tell him that? Let me tell you something. You can have a big building and you can have a section that is closed off. Where that section is just for the CEO of the company. And you're told the CEO goes there and they have their meetings there. It's off limits. What will you do? When an instruction given to you, what will you do? Will you try to say that, well, that's just something that they just told me. But I'm just going to go tomorrow during my lunch break. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to go into that office. And I'm going to go and check his desk. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to pretend that I am the CEO. Can we do that? No. When you're told that you cannot go there, you don't go there. You dare not. You don't go there. You know what? You can follow rules. I can follow rules. Don't you come and tell me that. We can't do anything by ourselves. God didn't produce dummies. No. God gave us the free will to choose. And he said, you know what? The best employee, he said, you know what? I have created this tree for a purpose. Every tree planted by God had a purpose. That's not for Adam to go there. That's not for Eve to go there. God had a purpose. He never said, now I'm going to put this tree of knowledge of good and evil so that Adam can get tempted and Adam can fall. No, he didn't do that. He had a purpose. There was a purpose for the tree that God created. It was not given to man. It was not his business. Do we know all the topics and all the agenda and all the discussion that happens in the CEO's room? No. Are you going to sit and cry about it? Well, they excluded me. I'm just a security guard. I will not admit that I'm not equal to the CEO. I need to know all the inside information. Will we say that? No. Everyone knows their role. What they are hired for, they know. And they stay within their boundary. You know why? They want to keep their job and get their paycheck. But when it comes to the things of God, may God help us. How we have forfeited everything, our spiritual inheritance. How blinded we are many times. You know what? We want to live without boundaries. Understand, if you don't have boundaries, you'll fall off the cliff. Boundaries are essential. It is good for our soul. Good for our minds. Good for our bodies. So God created the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he placed it where it should be for his purposes, not for Adam. That's an off-limit area. So he made that area because, you see, the garden was not created only for Adam. The garden was created for God. It was created for Adam. He had a lot of other things going on there. So this tree was there for whatever purpose God had over there. Adam was told, Adam, Don't go there. If you go there, you will die. You will surely die when you eat of it. It's like going to an electric board. 
We have a big skull sign, danger. Don't go there. What do we do? We don't go there. When you know certain things, you have a live wire there. You don't go there. We don't say that I don't like to be excluded. This is unfair. The electrician is there, but I can't go there. You can't go there because you're not an electrician. We need to understand our role in the kingdom of God. We have enough sense to obey the laws of the earth. But when it comes to the spiritual laws, many times, many people act like they don't have the sense to obey God. When it comes to obedience, oh, it becomes like a bad word, legalism. May God help us. Legalism, I want to define legalism today so that we really get a clear picture of what legalism is. Legalism is doing something that is told by man and not by God. Legalism is something that comes as a weight on a human being which God never placed on man. Legalism is not obeying the commandment of God. Legalism is following the ways of man. That means a man could say, a man can come and say, eat only sweet potatoes. Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, you should eat sweet potatoes. That's what a church is going to do. Thursdays and Fridays, whether you like it or not, you're going to eat some of the food. And if you don't do that, you cannot be part of our group. What is that? That's legalism. And Jesus tells the Pharisees that. He says, you are putting weight on the people that was never meant to be. Whatever the scripture says is not the weight that will sink us. That's a good kind of weight that will keep us in balance. But when man places something on another human being, it becomes an undue weight that will cause the person to drown in that weight. That is called legalism. Legalism is not obeying the commandments of God. Legalism is man-made instruction that goes contrary to the word of God. I want to repeat it. Legalism equals man-made commandments that goes contrary to the word of God. Whatever man says which is not in the Bible and you're told to do that, that is not of God. Legalism is something that is from man, inspired by the devil, to bind the hands and feet of the children of God that God has set free in order to walk in obedience in the path of God. We are called to walk in obedience in the path of God. From Genesis all the way to Revelation, we are called to obey God because that's the right thing to do. Because that's the smartest thing to do. Because that is the good thing to do. God put him there and he is giving this instruction. He says, Adam, you see all the trees? You can eat from all these trees. What a generous God. He just didn't say that, okay, in all of this garden, just the corner is your corner. Just stay there and just maintain that. That's enough. You need just from five trees that are there. No. He said, you can eat from all of that. But just that one tree, that's not your domain. That is God's that is God's, similar to tithing. God says, ten, one out of ten belongs to God. Don't touch that. We don't touch that because that belongs to God. God says, 
کہ ون ڈے آر سیون ڈیز دیٹ بلونگس ٹو گاڈ گیو اے پورشن یور فرسٹ پورشن آف دا ڈے ٹو گاڈ اٹ بلونگس ٹو گاڈ وٹ ڈو وی سی ایٹ دیٹ پوائنٹ وائی کینٹ آئی ٹچ دیٹ دی آئی گوز آن وٹ دیٹ ون آر دیٹ ٹینتھ ٹائنی پورشن آر آئیز گو آن وٹ دیٹ لٹل آور آف دا ڈے دیٹ یو ہیو ٹو گیو ٹو گاڈ that one day out of seven days six days you're keeping to yourself only one day but that one day you want to see how can I just take the two hours three hours for God and then take the rest for myself may God help us to understand give what belongs to God to God let God be God in your life what did Adam do he received the command from God God said Adam Don't touch that tree. Why? Because it belonged to God. It didn't belong to Adam. It was not given under Adam's domain. It belonged to God, he said. You can eat from all these trees. You're working, right? Out of the fruit of your labor, you can eat. Out of all these trees. That one? Don't go near that. Don't eat from that because that is forbidden. It belongs to God. If someone asks you the question, oh, why? Why? Tell them because that was forbidden because it belonged to God. When it comes to God, it's sacred. When it comes to God, it's exclusively for God. We have to have the understanding. God is God bigger than any president of any nation, bigger than any king who is anywhere on the face of the earth. When it's a clear no from God, we have to have that sense deep within I'm not crossing that line. Those who have that awareness, oh, this is a danger line. If I step on that, I can step on live wire, electricity. I'm not going to do that. We won't do that. But a dog or a cat, they won't know. You think they know how to read danger sign? No. We differ from that because we have a living soul. That's why we're held accountable. Not them. Human beings are held accountable because... God made us in his image and he breathed into us and we became living souls. From Adam down, every human being, we have the breath of God. Through Adam, we have the breath of God that sustains us. Through Adam, we have the soul that came from God Almighty. We have the spirit that came from God Almighty. From one generation to another, it's being passed on. What belongs to God? Don't touch it. Then, let's go, continue to read. God gave Adam this garden. God gave him this job. And God said, look, do this job. If someone gives a job, then that means he'll come and see how you're doing it. And then he says, I'm not only just giving you the job, but I'm also telling you how you can eat, how you can be happy. God is not a God who will just say, you need to work, you need to work, you need to work, and not care about how you'll be provided. God gives us what we need when we need. And you see, according to what God did here, provision was already made. He didn't say, now, you have all these trees and you see they have no fruit. You have to wait until, until, probably in three months, you will see one peach here, one pear there, and you can eat when they come. If not, just pray. He didn't say that. When he made the trees, he made the trees with fruits. They all had fruits. 
everything had whatever it was meant to be god gave all these things now with all of those things god tells man you have to maintain what i did and you eat from what i have given the provision that comes from god is a provision that has already been made so write this down the provision for your existence the provision for your betterment the provision with its financial spiritual healing everything has already been provided for adam it was provided in the garden of eden for you and i it's provided on the cross of calvary it is done as adam was instructed look at the trees whatever trees you find over here you eat from the fruit god is giving us instruction through his word look at that tree the cross your provision is there to live a victorious life to be healed to be delivered to have a prosperous life to have your emotional needs physical needs spiritual needs mental needs everything met get it from the tree get it from the tree do you know what you're also accountable to make sure you take care of the tree god has placed you in his garden god has placed you in a place where god wants to flourish you and god wants to grow you so he gives you something to do so that you can grow in it every work that god is giving you whether it's tiny whether it's big only if you put it to use you will grow in it if you don't put it to use you're not going to grow in it if you take an instrument you can get a good instrument and i can just keep it in the box or i can hang it on my wall every day i can go and sing to it and come and then after 6 7 months you take and you try to play it's not going to really sound as good as an instrument that has been put to use the more you play the better it will sound the more you put to use that which god has given to you for his purposes the more you're going to be used by god or you'll become more useful to god there'll be a multiplication god's touch on your body god's touch on your spirit god's touch on your soul there is something that's happening because it falls in line with god's sowing and reaping law when i sow that means whatever i work whatever i do when i do it unto the lord my reward is of him when i do it unto the lord god takes my work and there is a multiplication that happens the laborer is worthy of his wages whatever you do whatever you do when you labor in the kingdom of god what will you get wages for it whatever you do i tell this to people all the time you give your hands to god those hands will become blessed hands you give your eyes to god your eyes will become blessed eyes you give your brain to god your brain will become blessed brain you give your feet to god it becomes blessed feet why because something is written saying blessed feet blessed hands blessed eyes no you cannot see the inscription on it but you know what there's a supernatural impartation that takes place where all of a sudden you're able to do more than what you would naturally or normally do or someone your age would do or someone younger than you would do or someone who is in your capacity is able to think and reproduce work why because it was given to god god is no debtor to any human being what do you give to god what does he do 
He takes it and he multiplies it and he gives it back to you. That is who our God is. So God put Adam in the middle of the garden. He said, you know what? Your provision has been given. Adam, I've given you a job for you to grow. Not because God doesn't have a gardener. No. Always understand, if he's calling you to do something, not because he doesn't have anyone else. He has tons of people, tons of angels. He can fill our spot. If I don't do what I'm called to do today, he will replace me with somebody else. I'm replaceable. If I don't obey the Lord, if I don't walk in his ways, he will take me and he will put me where I belong and put somebody else there where his work has to continue. Same goes for every single person. God gives us his work to do so that we can grow. We can be a blessing. We can be blessed by God. Not that I'm doing something for him, but it's because he gave me the privilege to do something in his garden. God gave Adam the privilege to be in that garden, do something, to do something for the garden that he was going to be in. God specifically didn't have Angel Gabriel come and water the plants or, you know, mist actually came and watered the whole garden. God could have had some angel come and do something there without even tilling the ground. God has a way of sustaining everything. His word is enough. But God gave a specific job for Adam. Why? To keep Adam occupied. What a good God we have. He never said, I'm creating you. Sit there every day, look at one tree. No. He said, I'm going to put you to work so that you're occupied. Be occupied doing the will of God. There are only 12 hours in a day. Night comes when no man can work. Jesus said this. To do the will of the Lord while it is day. Because there will come a time, as it says in the book of Ecclesiastes, where we would want to do things. We wish I can do this. But you know what? We won't be able to do it. Just like the five foolish virgins came in, they said, Lord, 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 get us in, get us in, get us in. Just like the people during the time of Noah, after Noah preached night and day, they didn't listen. The time was up. What they do? Open the door, open the door, Noah, open the door. It's a horrific sight. Very disturbing to hear. But nevertheless, it's true. Very true. Very true. God is speaking to us today. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where we say, Lord, if you've given me something to do, I'm going to do it with all my might. Whatever you do, do it unto the Lord, not unto man. Knowing that your reward is from him. Who rewards us? God rewards us. Whatever work it is, as a wife, as a mother, as a husband, as a father, as a grandparent, whatever it is, as a child of God, as a son, as a daughter, whatever God has given into your hands, do it without murmuring or complaining. That's what shows that you are a child of the light. If I complain, then it shows that I'm just like the crooked and perverse generation. There's no difference. It's dark there, it's dark here. What am I doing in the dark? There's no light. But if you are different, if you are doing what you should be doing without complaining, without murmuring, now there is this light that is shining. Where? In the midst of the crooked and perverse generation. Why? Because you're not like them. There has to be a difference. If you are a child of God, 
it'll show right through you. You don't have to somehow pretend and produce. No. If you're a good tree, automatically good fruit will produce out of you. Now, Adam had everything perfect in him. Adam was given a command to do. Work and don't go. Work here. Beyond that, not permitted. Adam got the instruction really clearly. Now after this, you will see that God made Eve. And God made her. And God brought her to Adam. Adam was so excited. He said, wow, this is the only human being I'm seeing. I see giraffes, I see elephants, I see lions, I see tigers. I see doves, I see parrots, I see all these kinds of beautiful creation, but I never saw another human being. I can talk, she can talk, we can walk. This is such an awesome thing because I was by myself all this time. You have to understand, Adam didn't go and tell God, Lord, by the way, I feel so lonely. Can you find someone for me? Can you make somebody just like me? Adam knew that God made him. God saw Adam and he said, man should not be alone. I want you to write this down. God thinks about you. He cares for you. The Lord cared about Adam's tummy and he already made the provision when he made the trees. He already made trees that would have fruit so that Adam can eat. The Lord God who made Adam's digestive system knew that he needed food and he already had it. He didn't say, you somehow work and somehow get it. That's when you will know how I am and you'll be grateful to me. No, he was not like that. It was already provided. And he provided his food. He provided his job. He said, you shouldn't be by yourself. You shouldn't be without work. And he gave him a job. Then he said, I don't want you to be alone, Adam. So I'm going to bring the right person for you. Perfect person. Once again, God is a perfect God. So he made a perfect person, companion, a woman. He didn't make a person just like Adam. No, God is a God of variety. He said, I'm going to make something different, yet similar, but beautiful, unique way. Each one was made by God. And God said, you know what? I'm going to make this person. And just as I went and breathed into Adam's nostril, I'm going to bring her to Adam. First wedding ever took place on the face of the earth. Father God held the hand of his daughter that he made. First woman brought her to Adam and gave her to him. In all of these, you have to understand the emotion, the in emotional investment of God in the creation of God. He didn't have to do that. He could have just said, let there be a woman. No. He made her and he took her by the hand and he gave the best for Adam. Write this down. Our God will only give us the best for his people. Always the best. And he will give it to us. He is my provider. Emotionally, physically, mentally, relationally, financially. If I take God to be my provider, I am the wisest person in the world. Someone who will be 
well taken care of without having any lack. If he's my provider, I will lack no good thing. So Adam was given Eve and now Eve has been told by Adam. Eve, God said, you see, Adam came with Eve, right? God gave Eve to Adam. Now they're both walking in. Adam says, Eve, we can eat from all the fruits from here. But you see that area? That is some, that's a place that you cannot go. That is some kind of tree that God said, don't go. So don't go, okay? And she said, okay. She understood. She heard. Now what happened after that? Ask yourself this question. How many times you hear, you understand? What are you doing with what you heard and you understood? Write this down. What am I doing with what I heard and understood? Because we will always be expected of something once we are told of something. An instruction is given because there is an expectation there at the end of that instruction. Eve heard. She understood. There's nothing in God's word says that she had a problem with it. She couldn't understand. Adam didn't communicate properly. No. He knew. She heard it. And she went. As she was walking, Satan came. I want to highlight a few things here. As Eve goes around the garden, taking a look at everything, we have to understand that the Lord who entrusted the garden into Adam's hand, he is the one who is responsible for what? The garden. Sin entered through Eve, but when did the curse come in? When Adam took part in the evil. God is such a good God. Every day, he used to come and visit Adam and Eve. In the cool of the day, he used to walk and talk with them. I want to differentiate here between God being omnipresent everywhere from God coming and visiting us on occasions, special occasions. There are people who say, I don't have to go to the house of God. I don't have to go to church. I can stay at home. God is everywhere. I'm my own priest. Short of I'm my own God. God is everywhere. But there's something called Jesus specially coming when two or three are gathered together. Yes, God is going before us, going, he's going before us, going after us, he's covering us and everything. But what is this thing that Jesus said? Where two or three, when they gather together in my name, I will be there. How come people could have just sat in their own homes? But that's what, that's not what happened. What Jesus said, go and wait here. And they all waited in one location where the spirit of God came in a very strong way there. That their lives were totally changed. It didn't happen any other time before. God is omnipresent. There's something called the visitation of God that takes place when God comes and visits his people. Yes, God is everywhere. But when God's people come together, the Lord visits 
us in a special way. God, even though he was there, he was watching over Adam and Eve. He had a specific time every day where he would come and visit his people. There's a difference when you have personal prayer. God will visit you in a special way when you have personal prayer. There's a difference when you have couples prayers, a married couple, you pray together. God will come and visit you in a special way when you pray together with your spouse. There is a special visitation of God where God will come and visit you in a special way when you have your family prayer. It's a special time. When the body of Jesus Christ come together in like manner like this, there's a special presence of God that comes here. Unlike the personal prayer, unlike couples prayer, unlike family prayer. We cannot say, I'm coming to church, so I don't need personal prayer. We cannot say, I'm coming to church, I'm praying, I don't need couples prayer. We cannot say, I'm coming to church, I'm having couples prayer, I don't need personal prayer. We cannot say, I'm coming to church, I don't need family prayer. Seek the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You need to take your family together. As Noah came out of his ark, as a family, they went and offered sacrifice to God. What happened when they had that family prayer? God came and made a covenant with them. Value your time with God as a family. God will visit you in a special way. There are many, many, many miracles, many, many healings, many prophecies God has spoken to us and done for us in our family prayer. Family prayer is very important if we take it seriously. Not just say that I need to have family prayer and just sing, oh, what a wonderful, wonderful, when are going to finish the song and Hey, you read Matthew 5, you read 7, and then one is complaining, one is elbowing, and then you somehow, let's finish it and finish family prayer. Good night, honey, good night, honey. That's not family prayer. Family prayer is having a reference for the Almighty God that He comes down where I am, right there. Two or three includes your husband, your wife, and your kid, if you have one. If you have more than one, it includes all of them. Family prayer is a prayer where all of your family is there. If you live under the same roof, you should have that. When you have that family prayer and you say, God, oh my God, we are gathered together. We know that you come here. He will visit you in a special way there. That is real family prayer. Everything else is you're fooling yourself. When you pray together, when two people agree on not touching anything, if you're a husband and wife, you must be doing that. You must hold hands and pray. You must pray together as couples. Because there's power in oneness, not with people who are scattered. That you go that way, I go that way, I don't want to see, but we'll just pray anyway. And turn this way and just hold hands. No, it doesn't work that way. Whatever differences you may have, right before you get there, resolve it. Forgive one another. Then pray. Then your prayer will have some meaning to it. Two or three gathered together. Two is enough for a husband and a wife. Enough, Jesus, to be there. God will do the impossible for you. If you really, with faith, believe that Jesus is right in front of us when we are praying. Not just simply say, our Father who art in heaven and get up and leave. No, that's not going to do anything. Faith is important when we come together and pray. Pray with all our hearts. 
What does the father seek? What did Jesus say? The father seeks such who worship him. What kind of worship that God is looking for? What kind of worship God is looking for? God is looking for those who would worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus said this. I'm not telling my own words. God is looking for worship that is pleasing to him. God is looking for able sacrifice during our lifetime. What kind of a sacrifice is looking for? People who would worship him in spirit and in truth. Our worship must be in line with the word of God. And our worship should be spirit-filled worship. Spirit-filled, spirit-led worship. So whether it's your family prayer, whether it's couple's prayer, whether it's your prayer by yourself, you must have these two components when it comes to worship. The Father seeks such a worship Him. Who? In spirit and in truth. You need to have the truth. You need to have the spirit. Both are important. Otherwise, it'll be off balance. Now, Adam is here. Eve is there. Some say Eve walked without Adam. Some say if this happened because Eve went by herself. She just did what she wanted to do. Some say that. Some say that Adam was very irresponsible. He was a very irresponsible husband. He wasn't policing her the whole time. Now, whoever says whatever, no one was there in the Garden of Eden when this happened. It could have been very well. They were both walking together. When one was talking with the serpent, the other one was just standing there and listening. And one took and ate and then gave it to him. He could have eaten right after that. No one saw that. So it's wrong for us to assume and make a theology out of it. It is very important for us to go with the word of God. What did the word say? The word said that Eve went and had conversation with Lucifer, Satan, who entered into serpent. I want to stop right here and I want to say something that is very important. There was no blemish here. So happy. Everything is well and good. Adam is happy. Eve is happy. Always understand, when you're really, really happy, someone will be working in a very busy manner. That is the enemy of your soul. We saw this a few weeks ago. If God has a plan, who else has another plan? The counter plan, Satan. So Satan said, oh, I see. I thought you'll be by yourself, but now you have someone else. God has given you everything you need. Let me see what I can do to ruin the plan. So what did he do? He came through the creation of God. Satan can come through anyone who would open the door for them. Write this down. It could be a believer. It could be an unbeliever. Anyone who has an open door, anyone who would be yielded to whatever the enemy wants to do at that time, Satan will use them in order to what? Trip another believer. So it's very important to filter what you hear with what? The word of God. Eve heard something from the serpent. We're not going to go into detail, but we're going to stop here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. But we're going to just focus on one particular thing here. Eve went and saw 
I am having a conversation with serpent. Now the Bible never says that animals never spoke. Obviously there was a conversation. This was not something like he was walking in. All of a sudden a serpent that never speaks opened his mouth and said, Eve, how are you? And she said, oh! never happened that way. This was something that was so common that she didn't even realize that the serpent came and said, hey Eve, did God really say that? It came in a very casual manner. Temptation will come in a very casual manner. Temptation will come in a very friendly manner. Temptation will come in a way that you are not really surprised or shocked by it. She was so dragged into it that she stood there. Huh? Did God really say? Hmm. She continued hearing. When we give into the voice of the enemy. Let me tell you this, this is very important. Just as the Spirit of the Lord, when He speaks, there's a magnetism to it. There is a pull to it. That we feel in our spirit that we have to make a commitment to God. That we need to turn our ways. When Satan speaks, there's a pull to it. When you give ear to the voice of the enemy, it may look just like something that's good, created by God. But the suggestion that is coming is not of God. Every water is not drinking water, you see. Every liquid is not something that you can drink. The liquid that you see, the car liquid, automobile liquid, it comes in orange, blue, green. We put that away from the children. Why? Because a child can think that's what? Juice. You can drink juice, but you cannot drink that. It's deadly. It'll say in small print, not to be consumed. Understand this. When an instruction is given, when we are, when we are told a clear no, it is for our good. The enemy comes and he says, Eve, did God really tell you this? When he spoke, if Eve would have said, did God really tell God really told me, yes. Yes, God said that. We should not go there and we will not go there and we will never go there. Bye. And if she would have walked away, she would have been fine. Do you know what? She didn't do that. She stood there and she heard what else Satan had to speak. When the enemy begins to speak and you linger there, there's a demonic pool that will drag you into sin before you know. I want to stop right here. And I want to speak on this. Temptation. Everybody says, temptation, 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 temptation. What is temptation? Temptation is something from the camp of the enemy. A snare, a net, from Satan, with a specific purpose to get you trapped into something which is called a prison, Satan's prison. So Satan has different kinds of trap. You will never take a, a mice trap and set it up for an elephant, will you? You're never going to take an elephant trap and try to go set it up for a, a lion, no. For each creature, unique kind of trap is made. When it comes to temptation, 
Satan knows every single person. According to a person's desire, it says in the book of James, he comes to them and he says, this is my trap, I'm going to set this trap so I know this person will come here and fall. Who will not fall into the trap? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, when a person has a fear of the Lord, he will not fall into the trap of the enemy. When we have enough fear to say that, God said this, I am not going to stay here and I'm going to go. Who did this in the Old Testament? Joseph did it. When Satan came through that woman, to a man who was by himself, who was abandoned by his own family, in a strange land, didn't know where he was going to go, and now you see someone else's wife showing interest in you and trying to give you affection, love, whatever. He didn't think, I felt so insecure. Now I feel secure. Is it God's plan? No. He had enough sense to say, run. This is Satan. This is going to bind me. He ran. Do you know what? Physically, he was chained after that. But those chains became chains of honor that took him to the palace because God was with him. Those were righteous chains because he stood for righteousness. When we do the right thing, By fleeing, as the Bible says, flee youthful lust, flee sexual immorality, flee everything that Satan would try to bring to you. And say that, oh, you really need this. You really need this. Don't you see that you're missing this? Don't you see that you don't have this? It is at that moment we say, this is forbidden. This is forbidden. And what do we do? We run from there. As I'm speaking, the Spirit of the Lord is showing me like this. When you say, and when you see a volcano erupting, what will you do? When you see a volcano erupting, I know none of us were there when the volcano erupted. But when you see, common sense will say, if the volcano is erupting or is about to erupt and you see some ashes and smoke flying and you see the lava coming, what are you going to do at that time? Are you going to say, what a wonderful place to be in. I've never seen how hell will look like. Let me just see, have a glimpse of it so I can have the fear of the Lord and stand there. No. What are we going to do? We are going to run. You know why? If you don't do it, there are people who have been killed by it. Before you know it will come at such a speed, you will disappear into it. Even the ashes won't be seen. That's our Satanists. When the enemy comes in like a flood, how does the enemy come? Like a flood. When temptation comes in, you have to understand, it never comes like a drop. It's a flood. If you open the gate, it will fall on you. We can fall in seconds. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't let what happened to Eve happen to you. Don't listen to the voice of Lucifer, no matter through who it may come through. Oh, that's a brother in Christ. Oh, that's a sister in Christ. Oh, there's, you know, deacon in Christ. Oh, you know, whoever in Christ. Now that in Christ will have no meaning if that person is not following the word of God. Oh, this was a creation. The serpent was a creation of God. But you know what? At that moment, it gave itself over to the devil and became an agent of Satan to cause Eve to lose everything in her life. What did she do? Sin will always have a multiple effect. She ate the fruit. 
And what happened to her? She became so caring and so affectionate, so generous. She gave it to her husband too. Sin is contagious. Sin is worse than any virus. It'll affect the next person, the one closest to you, the one whom you love the most. It'll affect them. If you think that it's not going to do I want to eat the apple. Let me eat that. You know, it wasn't the apple, by the way. The fruit. I just ate it. I'm going to give it. What is happening to a person who is standing there? Watching what is happening to his wife. He got into delusion because it was okay for him, for her to stand there and have a conversation with Lucifer. And when she brought that to him and she said that, you can have this too. You don't see any resistance coming from this man. You know why? He already went into delusion. Don't be someone who is standing idle when you see your loved ones committing sin. If you do that, you will lose your discernment. If you watch someone sin and you don't say anything about it, you will lose your discernment. This is the word of God. Adam lost his discernment, lost his call, lost the garden, lost everything. Chased out of the garden. Yes, forgiven. But you know what? Lost the glory. Wore animal skin. Out of the garden. To work with the sweat. Not with the fruit that was already provided. Now he had to labor. May God help us. Understand this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We need to be people who are wise. God said this. Jesus said this. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, our God, said this. The children of this world are what? Wiser than the children of the kingdom. Is he trying to say that once we become the children of the kingdom, we lose wisdom and they are wise? No. They know what they want, who are the children of the world, and they know how to get it. Have you seen crooks? You might have been one before. When you want to get something, you know how to get it. Street smarts. When you are a child of God, you need to have the intention, the determination, the drive to do the right thing. Be smarter than the one who has street smarts. We have the wisdom of God, but we need to use everything that God has given in order to do the things that God has called us to do. Have the basic wisdom that everyone has. My people perish because of lack of knowledge. Is it because God didn't give knowledge? No. Because they chose not to listen to the Holy One of Israel. Wisdom was calling. Morning, evening, night, wisdom is calling. But what is happening? Someone says, I don't want to listen to wisdom because I already have wisdom from God. That's a very dangerous teaching. I don't want to read my Bible. How many of you will say that? I don't want to read the Bible anymore because I have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ has the word of Christ. The word of Christ is the word of God and, and therefore I don't have to read my Bible. I'm a walking Bible. How many of you will say that? Nobody will say that. Well, when it comes to overcoming sin, we use all kinds of lies. All kinds of lies to say that I already have the victory, so because I have the victory, even if I sin, I still have the victory. And when God sees me, he sees Jesus. And are you and Jesus the same? No. Is it why? Is that why? Christ said in the book of Revelation, chapter 2, you better repent to the churches. Is it why? Christ said, 
If you don't bear fruit, you'll be cut off and you'll be thrown where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Is it why Jesus said, if you don't partake of the banquet that is right here, right now, then you are going to be made sure that you will never partake of it ever again. Why? The time is limited. Deception is real. We have to be careful when it comes to our soul. Guard your heart with all diligence. That's the garden that God has entrusted into your hands. Out of it flows the issues of life. If you don't take care of your garden, who will? Because it is your responsibility. Your mind, your heart, your body has been given by God to you. The owner of you. He has given you a soul, your mind, your body, your spirit. For you to take care of it. That's your garden. God says, give to God what belongs to God. Don't touch that which I told you not to touch. Wherever God said, know ye not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore he who is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Doesn't matter, thousand times you might have said this in his prayer. If you have made the choice to be a friend of the world, you are an enemy of God while you are saying the sinner's prayer because your prayer means nothing to God. It is not a heart with repentance. A friend of the world is an enemy of God. Therefore, what are we supposed to do? Cut ties where God wants us to cut ties. Where God says, flee sexual immorality. Where God says, don't lie. Where God says, don't give yourself over to wrath. Where God says, a clean water and dirty water cannot come out of the same mouth. Don't speak ungodly words. God says certain things don't do. Those don't do's are very important. When we go into that forbidden zone, we will lose our garden, our soul. May God speak to our hearts today. It's a very sobering word that God has given to us. Jesus has paid everything on the cross of Calvary. You have your garden with the fruits thereof. All kinds of divine provision is there for your healing, for your physical needs, for your material needs. Everything is there. There is no want to those who fear him. Shall we say it together? There is no want to those who fear him. I need to have enough fear not to go near that forbidden zone. I need to have enough fear. There is no want to those who fear him. When I have the fear of the Lord in me, it turns to life. He who has it shall abide satisfied. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. God has given us everything in Christ Jesus. Everything. Everything has been given to us. Everything. Thank you, Jesus. And God has given us a calling. He has given us a garden. And he says, take care of it. Take care of your own soul. If you have a wife, you're responsible for her soul. If you have a husband, make sure that you take care of his soul. If you have children, make sure you take care of their soul. This is your garden, your property God has given Make sure you give to God that which belongs to God. Don't touch those things. 
Wherever God says, don't go, don't do, don't do that. If you do, what happened to Eve will happen to you. If you partner with whoever is doing it, stand by and don't say anything about it. Before you know, you'll be a partaker of the same sin. Thank you, Jesus. All those who do such sin, it says Romans 1, and all those who stand by, not saying that it is wrong, but by their silence, partnering with it, will become partakers of that same sin. And will have the consequence that that sin will produce. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God has given me a voice. God has given me a will. God has given you a will. God has given you a voice. God has given you a mind. God has given you a heart. Put it to use for God. Hallelujah. Put it to use in the right way. Hallelujah. If we can follow the rules and regulations of the things of the world, we should do when it comes to things of God. We should take utmost care when it comes to things of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When we do what God has told us to do, all the provision that he has made already on the cross will automatically belong to us. Hallelujah. Your word is all I need. 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 Your word is a lamp to my feet. Your word is a light unto my path. Your Keeps my feet from falling. Your word is all I need. Your word feeds my hungry soul. Feeds my hungry soul. Your word refreshes my weary soul. Your word restores my wounded soul. Your word is all I need. Your word keeps me alive, keeps me alive. Your word brings healing.
brings healing to my mind. Your word heals my body. Your word is all I need. Oh, by your word I live. Oh, by your word I live. Your word is all I need. Your word is all I need. Oh, by Hallelujah. 
For he is the boss. He is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He is my father yet he is the lord. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we praise you. Praise you. Praise you. So I pray help us to live by your word. Help us to live by your word. Adam would have lived. Eve would have lived so happily. They would have simply obeyed. So I pray, Lord, that you continue to work in the hearts of your people. That they would simply obey. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Your word is all I need. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah. You're going to do something different. Good Jesus. Any area that the Lord has shown you. Jesus. There's disobedience. Hallelujah. Make up your mind that I'm going to obey the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. As you go out of here in the service and those watching online. Jesus. Make it your number one business today and every day going forward. Lord, what you have forbidden, I will not go near. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Through you, I can do this. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I can do this. Hallelujah. And Lord, what you told me to do, I'm going to do it. Jesus, amen. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, as you begin to obey one thing, you you'll Jesus. find supernatural grace Jesus. where you can do the next thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Until you have a string of successes every time the enemy brings a temptation. Jesus. You'll have a victorious day, Hallelujah. a victorious week, a victorious Praise life, you. Praise you. a life that is well-lived because it's well-pleasing to God. To Jesus. Hallelujah. God will bless you abundantly. Jesus. And God will make sure you get Hallelujah. your inheritance. Hallelujah. Amen. I want my inheritance from God. Amen. We have to make up our mind Hallelujah. and say, Lord, I'm not going to trade it. I'm not going to trade what you have for me yes. for some cheap thrill from the enemy. Jesus. I don't want any more poison. Hallelujah. I've been lied to. I don't want any more lies. Mm. You want to stand up where Eve failed. We want to say, Lord, the moment I hear something that comes even a little bit off track from what you told me to do, what I heard today, I'm going to get out of there in a hurry. I'm going to submit myself to God. Resist the devil. Put up a fight. Amen. Don't give in. Don't be a coward. But put up a fight and say, my God is my father. No enemy can take me down when I obey my father. And then don't be like Adam and be passive as we heard. He should have stood up right there and said, where did you get that fruit? Where were you? Sometimes it takes someone... To stand up and speak with the authority of God and say, I don't want to lose my family. I don't want to lose my soul. Certain things are off limits. God said it because it's a good no. Hallelujah. I want to serve God and live for Him. And God has so much for us. He's Hallelujah. so generous. You know, as we heard the message, as I was hearing the message too, you really see the heart of God. He doesn't want to withhold anything from you. No good thing will he withhold from them that do what? Walk uprightly. Yes, do what he says and see what he'll do for you. Hallelujah. He'll Hallelujah. give us heaven. Hallelujah. He'll give us the kingdom. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory Amen. be to God. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, thank you for your word, so rich. Jesus. Lord, you're giving us a feast today, Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. What a sacred time, oh God. Jesus. My heart Jesus. rejoices because I've heard the truth. The whole truth and nothing but Jesus. the truth. Hallelujah. Keep us safe, alive, hallelujah. and flourishing forever with you, yes, oh Jesus. Father. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you. We praise you, Lord, for today. Jesus. And be with your people, Lord, as they go forward to do your will. We thank you. We thank Jesus. you. And may everyone that heard this word fulfill the purpose like Adam yes, was placed Lord. in the garden to work, to glorify God, yes, and Father. to be blessed. Those who are off track, may they come back on track. Those who didn't know you, Lord, may they come and submit themselves to you and learn of your great love. Thank you, Father, for your purposes. Our yes, all your promises are good. Amen. Your yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless you. Thank you, Jesus. And keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. God bless everyone. God bless all of you. Watching online. I'll have a blessed Sunday. We'll see you next time. Amen. Have a victorious week. And those here, same thing. God bless all of you. God bless all of you. We'll see you next week. God bless you. Yes. Yes. Bye. See you.